Over the past couple months, I've introduced a new concept into my life, and that is the idea of showing up for myself. I've probably spent decades being frustrated that other people aren't showing up for me, and that's a rather selfish outlook to have on things, thinking that people need to step up to meet my expectations. I decided that I need to step up for myself, first of all, and show up in ways that I need to be showing up in my life so that I can achieve the things that I want to achieve. Only then can I have enough within me to show up for other people. I started really thinking through this concept as I was making changes in my own life, such as getting up and working out every single morning, even if I don't want to, and I feel like I just would rather stay in bed, deciding to eat something more healthy when there's a much better and tastier option for me that I could go to. There are lots of different ways that I've decided I need to show up for myself as opposed to showing up for myself in a different way. And really, we're showing up for ourselves one way or another. We're either showing up for ourselves out of strength or we're showing up for ourselves out of weakness. And that's what I'm going to talk about in this video. And I'm going to use a lot of examples from things that I've been changing in my own life in hopes that maybe there's some inspiration for you in there because this is a relatively new concept for me. And it might not be for you, but maybe there's something in here that will help you out. So make sure to have that comment section ready down below to share any thoughts, questions, ideas that pop into your head because I'd love to learn from you as well. So the way that we wanna be showing up for ourselves is out of a position of strength. We want to be showing up for ourselves, doing things that position us to move forward, to achieve our goals, to live up to the expectations that we've set for ourselves. And those require making decisions from a place of strength. And strength comes from having built resilience. Resilience is something that we build over time by showing up for ourselves continually. The more we show up for ourselves out of strength, the more resilience that we have. That means it's easier for us to do it every single time. It is a perpetual thing. You do it once, makes the second time easier, which makes the third time easier, which makes the hundredth time easier. And by the time it becomes habit or routine, it is much easier to show up for yourself out of strength than it is to give in to the ways of weakness that perhaps kept you from achieving the things that you wanted to achieve in the past. So there are lots of different ways that we can show up for ourselves. For example, facing challenges head on as opposed to putting those challenges off or backing down from them. We often have a lot of things that come into our lives. Sometimes we invite those things. Other times they are thrust into our lives by the people that are around us. And when we show up for those challenges and we face them head on, we build resilience. And we also build self-respect within ourselves. When we show up for those challenges, we are essentially being brave and we admire that in ourselves. When we show up, we have a sense of accomplishment, a sense of achievement afterwards. Even if the outcome isn't necessarily perfect, we definitely feel good having shown up and shown strength as opposed to backing down and acting out of weakness. Another Another way of showing up for yourself out of strength is practicing self-care. That's what I've been doing with my mornings. I've been getting up every single morning at or around 4.30 in the morning, sometimes 5 in the morning, and getting in a solid workout. I started out 2023 wanting to get into running. I've always hated running, told myself that I was not a runner, that my body was not built for it, that my body actually hated running, and that was a record that I was playing in my head on repeat. And I think part of me knew that that was just out of laziness. I was not wanting to do the hard work to figure out how I can actually run a longer distance. 
I had goals that I wanted to reach that had to do with running, and I was telling myself that I was not a runner. So I finally got out of my way and showed up for myself by figuring out what I needed to do in order to run. And it's been a challenging slash painful year of learning how to run and figuring out how that works best for my body. What do I need to do for myself so that I can show up and get in a run every single morning? And that self-care is not just physical. It's not just making sure that I do some stretches before I run and that I pay attention to how I'm running so I don't hurt myself while I'm trying to run longer distances. It's mental work as well. It is making sure that my head is on straight, that I don't have any negative thoughts going into this, that I don't allow myself to instead show up out of weakness, which means I'm probably not even going to go downstairs and get on the treadmill in the first place. Self-care also means taking a day off when you need it. There are times Times this year when I wanted to make sure I was showing up for myself to run every single day when I should have taken a rest day and I should have been okay with that. My body definitely let me know when I needed a rest day. And because my body had to let me know, I was of course discouraged and that set me back as well. So I need to be able to show up for myself and be okay with taking a rest day and looking at that as having shown up for myself out of strength instead of out of weakness. Pursuing personal growth is another way that you can show up for yourself. And I've read hundreds of books, some of them in the self-help personal growth category. And every time I looked for a silver bullet, what is going to fix my problem? Whatever my issue is, and I'm not able to show up for myself, this book should be able to fix it, right? I don't know if you're like me, but you may you maybe read through a book with all of this expectation that you're going to get a fix out of this book and it's going to solve your problems. And then you get to the end of that book and though there were some good quotes and some good ideas in the book, you are not implementing any of those. You're not showing up for yourself in a way where that author is encouraging you to and then you don't get the intended result. That definitely has happened to me for a very long time. And so now I'm looking at books a lot differently. I'm taking action steps out of the book and applying them to my life because that book wasn't written directly to me. It's written with a specific outcome in mind. And if I want that desired outcome, I need to figure out how to match up what that book suggests and pair that with my life and what works for me. That means doing work beyond the book, which a lot of times I wasn't doing and now I am doing. I show up for myself out of strength by taking ideas from the book and figuring out how to implement them in my life. There are definitely benefits of showing up for yourself out of strength instead of weakness because when you show up for yourself, you're building long-term self-respect for yourself. There's a lot of times we just don't respect ourselves because we fail ourselves over and over again. We don't show up for ourselves. We show up out of weakness. We don't do what we say we're going to do and we lose respect for ourselves. We know that we're going to fail. We know that we're not going to deliver on our own expectations or maybe even on the expectations of others. And that deteriorates our self-respect, which makes self-esteem really challenging to have when we need to draw from that. It also produces sustained energy. When we are showing up for ourselves out of strength, we have energy to move forward. We have a mission. And when we have a mission, we know we need to make movement forward. We know we need to constantly move forward. We have goals that we need to achieve. We have an end result we are reaching for. And it's easier to sustain energy when you have a mission and when you are on task, showing up for yourself out of strength than when you are showing up for yourself out of weakness. And it also leads to a desire for continued personal development. 
development. That has been the track that I've been trying to be on for my entire adult life, but really have been at a slow pace, constantly making mistakes and recourse correcting when need be, and now have a lot more clarity because the idea of showing up for myself out of strength means that I'm constantly developing myself. We come into this world as a blank slate, and we get a lot put on us in our earlier years as children, both through our parents, siblings, other people that are in our lives, teachers, instructors, anybody that's in our lives that pours into our life one way or another affects how we come out into adulthood. And I like to think of that as a development with a series of roads. And sometimes those roads in that development are a little bit twisted and don't necessarily lead to where they need to go. You might decide to turn down this one road that you think is going to lead to a specific outcome, and it actually has lots of turns and twists and maybe even has a dead end at the end of it. We have to do some personal development, which may mean ripping out that road and reconstructing it in a way that makes more sense. A lot of times we bring things into our adulthood and try to process and show up for ourselves with a broken view of ourselves that comes from our childhood. Nobody comes out of childhood completely perfect and dialed in for adulthood. It takes personal development. It takes looking within yourself, understanding yourself, and learning more about yourself so that you can figure out how to move forward. This is the way that you identify potential challenges and figure out how to overcome them. So if we're not showing up for ourselves out of strength, we're showing up for ourselves out of weakness. And weakness is the different coping mechanisms that we have brought into our lives to deal with the pain of showing up for ourselves because we are showing up for ourselves one way or another. We're either showing up for ourselves out of strength, which means we're moving forward, we're figuring out what we need to do, or we're showing up for ourselves out of weakness and we are utilizing a coping mechanism which removes us from the need to have to go through the painful thing. We are showing up for ourselves. So don't kid yourself like I did for so long, even when I'm procrastinating, even when I couldn't get myself out of bed, even when I couldn't achieve the thing that I wanted to achieve, I couldn't be strong for my wife, I couldn't be strong for my kids. During those times, I was showing up for myself by removing myself from the situation and often utilizing a coping mechanism. That's how coping mechanisms are different from showing up for yourself out of strength. Out of strength means pushing through, persisting, taking the necessary steps, whereas showing up for ourselves out of a coping mechanism means removing ourselves from the situation, which means we're not going to be effective, but we are in fact taking an action. We're removing ourselves from the situation and we're deflecting to something else. There are lots of different types of coping mechanisms that are out there. And avoidance is often the first step that leads to one of the many vices that we end up picking up throughout our lives. And I've realized that substance use or substance abuse doesn't necessarily just mean drinking alcohol or doing drugs. There are a lot of different ways that we can utilize a substance to cope with the pain of having to show up for ourselves. Now, substance, of course, like I said, is not just alcohol. It's not just drugs. There are so many things these days that are designed to be a substance. Think of video games, for example. Video games when I was a kid were very simple. You play a game, a little while you pass a level, maybe you get tired, you die a few times, and then you move on to something else. Games were not designed to hook and keep you attached to the game. 
Games these days are a substance. They are something that can be abused because the way they're designed, they're designed for engagement. They're designed to reward you often enough to keep you there for longer. And it makes it more exciting than actual life. It's easier to show up in a game and achieve and unlock some levels or whatever in a game and get some rewards from the game when you know that it's going to be much harder to do that in real life. What we need to be doing is showing up for ourselves in real life. Video games are fine and there's nothing wrong with playing games, but if the only way you're showing up for anything is by going and doing that within a game, then you know you have a problem. Television, social media, and so many other things are designed this way as well. The scripts are written and the algorithms are designed to provide a certain amount of feedback that keeps you in there. It keeps you wanting to see more or see what happens next. As you're scrolling through social media feeds, you might scroll past some ads which aren't that interesting, but then there's a few things that are, and then they'll show you a few more ads, and then they'll show you a few more things, and it's learning and figuring out what you're going to engage with. And it is smarter and faster than you. It is able to move on to the next thing. If it feels like you're getting bored, it can get you something new and exciting. And that's why we end up scrolling for, you know, hours on end and wasting a lot of time, not necessarily knowing what happened to the time. And same thing happens when we binge watch TV. We have television shows that we can just watch entire seasons of now. And now we don't have to wait for an entire week for the next episode to come out. So they can literally write television shows to flow into the next one where the hook doesn't have to be as crazy to keep you wanting to come back the next week. It just needs to get you on to the next one. And so it can be a much more of a flow. And so you can end up watching hours and hours worth of television without even realizing it just because they're able to keep you going into the next episode, into the next episode, recommending new shows to try as soon as you finished off that season and the cycle continues. Eventually, our coping mechanisms lead to escapism, where now we're not just being avoidant, which means we're trying to put something off or maybe not deal with it right now by escaping to something else. We are literally escaping and not showing up at all. That often happens after we have found that our coping mechanisms don't necessarily fix the problem. They cure the pain in the short term and definitely get us past having to deal with that thing in the moment, but it doesn't mask the fact that we still have to deal with whatever it is. Maybe we didn't get that project done for school. Maybe we didn't get that report that we needed to submit for work done. And now things are piling up and they're getting to be too much. And the only thing that we can see to do is to escape. And so we show up for ourselves by escaping altogether. We just flat out go AWOL and don't show up at all. So you can see it can be kind of a slippery slope as we give in to these different methods of coping rather than dealing with the things that we have in front of us. And it's easy to do because coping mechanisms produce short-term pain relief. The short-term pain relief is what we're looking for. By going to a coping mechanism, it is taking one tablet of ibuprofen. It masks the problem, but the problem typically will come back because the pain will come back after the coping mechanism wears off. So the main thing that we're doing when we show up for ourselves out of a coping mechanism is that we're looking for a short-term relief to a long-term pain that's going to come versus when we show up out of strength, yes, there will be a little bit of pain involved because we're, we're telling ourselves we don't want to do this. We know it's going to hurt or it's going to be uncomfortable, but there is a short-term pain that comes at the beginning of that followed by long-term pain relief because we showed up for ourselves. Like I said before, that long-term self-respect that we're building, that sustained energy, that personal development, all of those things are building a stronger, 
version of us so that we can show up for ourselves better next time. So why do we end up showing up for ourselves through a coping mechanism rather than strength in the first place? Well, a lot of it comes down to the people that we surround ourselves with and different environmental factors. Now, when we surround ourselves with people who are showing up for themselves out of strength, it's very hard for us to remain around those people and not be inspired to do the same things for ourselves. We're communal people, and that's why there's such a thing as the phrase that we are the sum of the five or ten people that we are around. We are going to be about what the people that we surround ourselves with are. We're not going to really be able to achieve much more than they are because it's hard to have the same motivations in life as the people that you're around. And this can take place in all areas of our life, from our homes with the people that we live with, with our families, to the people that we work with, that we spend time with every single day in work, those conversations that we have, and even the general culture of the environment that you live in. So if you're trying to build resilience, you need to be in an environment where that is possible. It's very hard to build resilience when everything around you is negative because it's often the feedback that you're going to get is negative. You're not gonna get encouragement out of people who are showing up for themselves out of weakness. So what are some strategies that we can apply to make sure that we're showing up for ourselves out of strength instead of weakness. Well, for me, one of the early things that I did was start going to a counselor. I started seeing a counselor, which was something I definitely didn't want to do because I didn't want to dive into my past. I didn't want to talk about my problems and I didn't want to have to come to terms with some of the things that had become my coping mechanisms over all these years. Those coping mechanisms were definitely things that I had self-shamed over and did not want to have to discuss those with another person. But I'll tell you the truth, when discussing those with another person and having them ask questions and helping them identify where those coping mechanisms came into your life and why, that was very empowering for me. It was very easy for me to see the path that I had been traveling that led me to each of those coping mechanisms and why I would slip into those whenever I didn't want to go do the hard things. So if you are in a place where you don't know how to show up for yourself because these coping mechanisms have such a stronghold on you, seeing a counselor that specializes in said coping mechanism or has experience in whatever that coping mechanism is, is definitely something that you just need to do. Counselors aren't cheap. Sometimes you have to pay for them on your own like I did, but I knew that the long-term costs were going to be much greater in my life in regards to my physical, emotional, and relational health, so it was an investment that I was willing to make. You might also look at building a support network around you. As I mentioned before, that phrase that you are the sum of the you know five or ten people that you are around, try introducing some people into your life that are doing the things that you want to do, that are showing up for themselves, and be very open with them and say, hey, like I am not where you are, and I am not going to be a person that drags you down, but I definitely want to glean from your energy. I want to learn from you. I want to mimic what it is that you're doing in your life so that I can show up for myself every single day. So in regards to fitness and health, it might be trying to identify that person at a gym or hiring a personal trainer, somebody that you can communicate with and work with and work out with from time to time, and someone that you can text or communicate with when you're having a moment of weakness, such as going out and getting three or four double cheeseburgers because you're having a bad day. And I also highly recommend journaling because developing self-awareness and understanding what's taking place in your life and being able to revisit those things is 
super important. When you decide to show up for yourself through a coping mechanism, you're not necessarily writing to memory all the steps that it took for you down that slippery slope that got you to that coping mechanism. And after you've partaken in whatever that coping mechanism is, you're usually feeling shame and you're not really feeling reflective and wanting to write down all of your thoughts and understand why this happened. And so journaling is really important to get in practice of because as you're writing in your journal throughout the day, you are reliving everything that took place throughout that day before you even get to the step of whatever leads to that coping mechanism. So my journal has been extremely important to me because it makes me take thoughts out of my head and turn them into complete sentences, which can be kind of hard sometimes, and then even turn those sentences into paragraphs, which sometimes becomes multiple pages. And it's therapeutic to take everything out of your mind and put it on paper because of that transfer process that takes place. Like I said, first we have to turn it into a sentence, then we have to write it down, and we sometimes read that back, and if it doesn't make sense, we might reread it again. And as you're writing something down, you may realize, like, why am I acting like the victim here? I am the one causing this problem. You're starting to be self-reflective and look at actually what's happening and what's taking place in your life, not putting the blame on external things, but putting the blame on yourself, not in a negative way that's going to make you talk down to yourself or disrespect yourself, but in a way where you're recognizing the things that are taking place. And what started happening to me as I was writing things down and starting to realize what I was writing, I would understand like, okay, why am I acting like the victim in this? I was the one that caused this problem. I'm the one that, that set this thing up to go the way that it is. So how can I be the victim of my own situation? I'm the one that caused that. And I'm not now pointing fingers and looking at other people and why they're doing things because I, did, I didn't want to write down just complaining about other people. And so I started thinking about, okay, what's my part in this and what can I do to change the outcome? And as I'm thinking through this differently now, because I'm building self-awareness and recognizing and understanding the things that I did that play a part in the way that I'm showing up for myself right now, I'm much more introspective and not so much pointing the finger at external things that are taking place, but pointing the finger at myself in a productive way that allows me to think through what should I do different next time. Another thing you might need to do is actually put together an action plan for how to avoid showing up for yourself out of weakness. That's something that I needed to do. I needed to look at my day and put a script together for the day as to what I wanted to have happen for that day. So I have an ideal day mapped out. Like what does an ideal day for me look like? It starts out with working out for a good two hours, maybe even two and a half hours, having a little bit of time before my family wakes up in the morning so that I can maybe have a cup of coffee, write in my journal, and spend a little bit of time thinking before everybody else is awake and we have to deal with starting the day. And then starting the day, knowing that I have more bandwidth to work with because I had that time. I wasn't just woken up out of sleep and now I've got to spring into action or maybe spring into something difficult. I had a good start to my morning and then the rest of the day can take place. And I have little checkpoints throughout the day as well to kind of help make sure I'm being mindful of where I'm at. A lot of them are alarms that I actually have set on my Apple Watch, which go off and ask me a question about where I'm at in that moment, and they're extremely useful. Now, I own my own business, and I'm a husband and a father of four, and not all the time are my days going to go according to plan. As a matter of fact, I'd say maybe 10% of my days go according to plan. There's always something that's going to be kind of jumping into the schedule changing things up. And when I am often showing up for myself out of weakness, 
I don't have the strength and the bandwidth to be adaptive to the changes that are going on in my life. A lot of times I get very frustrated, I get uh, upset, and I'm not showing up for my family because I'm not able to adapt. And that all starts out with how I start my day and how I progress through the day. So when something comes up that normally would derail me, I have enough momentum and enough strength to stay on track and move forward without it affecting my attitude and my ability to show up for others. So if I want you to walk away with one thing, it's the fact that you're going to show up for yourself one way or another. You're going to show up out of strength or you're going to show up out of weakness. And it's often when you show up out of weakness that you're going to go down a road that leads to some sort of a coping mechanism, probably something that you're trying to escape and not do anymore. And that coping mechanism is probably something that you've been trying to quit doing for a very long time. So you need to learn to show up for yourself out of strength. And I hope that I was able to help you identify a few different ways that you might work showing up for yourself out of strength into your life. And I'm definitely going to talk a bit about this more. So if you have any thoughts or questions or want clarity on anything, ask down in the comment section below, or you can definitely reach out to me through social media as well. But I can't emphasize enough the importance of building resilience. We are definitely lacking resilience in society today. We have so many different ways of escaping and not dealing with the things that are in front of us that it has deteriorated our ability to show up for ourselves. We have more ways of showing up through a coping mechanism than we ever have before. So you must be vigilant in identifying the coping mechanisms that you fall victim to so that you can remove them from your life so you can show up for yourself because we have to show up for ourselves first before we can effectively show up for others. If you want more ideas and concepts like this, make sure to subscribe to my newsletter. This is where I kind of flesh out ideas and talk about ideas before I turn them into a podcast episode or a video. And it provides a much more fluid way of maintaining communication with everybody because of algorithms and all that crazy stuff. So go to jared.link newsletter. That's J-E-R-A-D dot link newsletter and sign up so that you can get access to my Field Notes newsletter. But that's going to do it for this one. Thanks so much for sticking with me all the way through. I hope you found this information as valuable for your life as I have for my own. Make sure to connect with me one way or another, and we'll see you back in the next one.